Welcome to the Jaguar King Podcast. I'm your host, Armin. And in this week's episode, thank God we won week one. I apologize to everyone for not getting my recap out after the Sunday's game. My life in the past couple days just completely flipped upside down. I'm potentially moving. The guy from Postmates stole my burger. Our pet's heads are falling off. So I didn't have the steadiest of days after the Jaguars game. And I don't want to lightly brush over this guy stealing my burger. Because he could potentially be watching. We ordered a Five Guys Burgers fries for delivery. And our Postmates guy calls me to confirm the apartment. He's like, I'm here. Where are you? Blah, blah. I'm like, on this floor. Blah, blah. Like He goes, okay, I appreciate it. Doesn't show up. The dude legit drove off with my burger. If you wanted a burger that bad, I would have just bought you one, man. I get it. I possibly have a sick combo that you haven't tried before. And you're like, you know what? It's my only opportunity. He doesn't care. He could buy another one. Wrong. I wanted that burger. Never got it. Enough of my sob story. Let's get into the Chargers. Jaguars are coming off a loss in a brutal game to the Detroit Lions. A game in which there was a $2 million bet placed on the Jaguars to lose this game. Reports are that the owner Shad Khan actually placed this bet on the Jaguars to lose. Which led to a really awkward stare down at TIA Bank when he was depositing his funds. Very similar to the Lions, the Chargers are coming off a bye week. I don't know about you, but judging on that past game we had against the Lions, I'm shooting my pants. But let's clean up our trousers and get into the keys to victory. The first key being the most obvious, stop Dr. Hibbert. I'll admit, when the Chargers selected Herbert to be their quarterback for the future, I didn't think it was a good move. The Chargers got me looking like a complete fool. Albeit that's pretty easy to do, seeing that this guy stole my burger, had me storming around my apartment complex like Batman with a cape and... Anyway, Herbert got thrown into the wolves early in the season because of the team doctors punctured Tyron Taylor's lung, and since he took over, he has played really well. Although I don't think his biggest worry is losing his job to Tyrod Taylor, I think his biggest worry is staying healthy to avoid that training staff. Since he has took over, he has looked like the future quarterback for the Bolts. He is averaging just shy of 300 yards a game, displaying arm strength, ability to read defenses, ability to make plays when the play breaks down, and also scramble a little bit using his legs to have that threat as well. For the Chargers offense. He also has weapons on the outside with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen might not play this week because he had a back injury. So depending on how healthy he is. But if he does play, this is definitely the two best wide receivers the Jaguars had to face all season. CJ Henderson is back and Sidney Jones has played well enough to earn that starting spot on the outside corner. But again, a rookie and a guy who hasn't had much playing time in the NFL against these two receivers... It's going to be a long day. So we have to do our best to somehow disrupt Herbert and those wide receivers. And they even got a pretty good tight end in Hunter Henry. They're explosive offense. They put up a lot of points since Herbert's been in there. We're going to have to do something to slow him down. And the best case for that is probably keeping him off the field, which then leads into my second key to victory, let Gardner Minshew throw. The Chargers defense is run by Gus Bradley, our former head coach who looks like a happy Walter White without the sick fedora. The Chargers are pretty stout against the run, but they give up a lot of yards through the air, averaging around 273 yards through the air to opposing teams. This is a staple to that Gus Bradley bend but don't break scheme. The philosophy is to not let the big play happen, give up a lot of yards, but then when it comes to the red zone, tighten up and force field goals or turnovers. And the Chargers are doing that. They're giving up a lot of yards, but they're fifth in the NFL in the red zone. So if I'm the Jaguars, I'm going to play to Gardner Minshew's strengths and the weakness of that Gus Bradley defense. The defense plays a lot of cover three and cover four, which stops the big plays from happening, but allows a lot more underneath. 
The Chargers haven't generated much pass rush. I think they only have eight sacks in the season, and they also don't blitz a lot. That sounds incredibly familiar. So I think our best way to attack this defense is to dink and dunk our way down the field. Doesn't sound sexy. Doesn't sound exciting, especially considering what we've watched for the Jaguars the last few weeks. But it might be the best way to beat this defense, especially if our run game gets stuffed by their run defense, which is more stout than their pass defense. By doing this, we played a Gardner Minshew strengths, out of shotgun, quick passes to the outside, quick passes underneath, setting up Huncho Visca in the screen game, setting up James Robinson in the screen game, getting the ball to our players' hands quick so they can make moves because there's a lot less underneath defenders in cover three and cover four. Their way that they can make their way up the field slowly, control the clock without having to use the run game as if they're using it at all. So if I'm the Jags, that's the game plan I have. Let him just work his way up the field slowly, methodically, control the clock, keep the defense out the field, and hopefully put up points, which leads me to my next key to victory, capitalize in the red zone. As I mentioned before, the Chargers have a really good red zone defense, and that's going to be a nightmare for us because we've struggled in the red zone, but we have to put up points to be in games let alone win games. Nothing is more apparent than the Jaguars' defense giving up 30 points, so the offense has to match that. And the only way to match that is to score points when we get into the red zone. We can't settle for field goals, especially when our field goal kicker hasn't kicked a field goal in his life. But shout out to John Brown. He did actually kick his first field goal, and it looked pretty good. It looked comfortable coming off his leg. I've never kicked a field goal in my life. If I tried that, I'd probably tear my hamstring. So kudos to him. We need to put up points. That's literally our only option to win this game. With their offense and their red zone defense, not a good look for us. We're going to have to put up points, 35 points minimum, to probably win this game. So each trip to the red zone, we got to forget we even have a kicker on this roster and just go for it. Dude, we're 1-5. and five. We got nothing to lose. Let's do some Madden shit, you know? Let's, no punts, no field goals, going for it, go for two, fuck it. We need to do something to make this game enjoyable because watching what we watched for the past five weeks, it's been absolutely brutal. Those are the three keys to victory, so follow them to win this game or don't. I don't really know what I'm talking about over here. The Chargers are coming into this game 1-4, but they're a lot better team than their record shows. All of their losses have been a one-score game, and three of those losses are against potential contenders in the NFL. They lost to the Chiefs by three points. They lost to the Saints by three points, and they lost to the Bucks by a touchdown. All those games have actually led at one point, so they're a lot better than their record indicates. The Jaguars sitting at 1-5 are exactly what their record indicates. Jaguars have yet to play a balanced game at all three phases. To me, this game doesn't really play in their favor, and I don't see them playing a balanced game, especially going over to Los Angeles. Still a weird feeling playing the Chargers in Los Angeles. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jaguars playing ends up in San Diego, and it's a really awkward feeling when there's no team there to field. I think the Jags have trouble establishing a game plan. I think they get behind early. They lose this game and head into the bye week, an awful one and six. Maybe that's a chance for some people to get held accountable. Maybe it's not. Maybe we ride out everyone this whole season. I guess we'll see. I think the Jaguars lose this game 30-14. to 14. Thank you all for watching. Thank you to those who have subscribed. I talk everything Jaguars football, usually in tears. So if you like these videos, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Please comment down below your predictions for the game. Comment down below whatever feelings you have towards the Jaguars, towards the roster this season. Thank you all for watching, and I'll see you guys for the recap. Mm -hmm.